The reason that we are so worried sometimes is because we never consult God on his plan. for worry try jesus thank you for joining us at brothers of the word because brother and sister you need the word before we get started i do want to open us up in a word of prayer so let us go ahead and bow Dear Heavenly Father, we just want to thank you, thank you, thank you, God, for just this day, God, the, the, all the things that is being represented today, God, that it was your son that you sent here on this earth to forgive and to save all of us here today, Lord. So we thank you, Lord, from the bottom of our heart for caring and loving us so much to send your one and only son to die so that we could access heaven. God, I pray that today that nothing of our own will, of our own wants be accomplished, but Father, let your will be done. Father God, I pray that you take control over my mouth, take control over my mind, that everything that is set forth today, let it be of you and of your word, God. I pray that the Holy Spirit just come and encompass all of us today, Lord, that we will feel your presence, we will feel your Holy Spirit, God, and that we will walk in righteousness. We will walk upright as Jesus did, as he lived, not just died for us, but as he lived for us on this earth, God. Father God, wash us all clean, God, in this building. As we are here today by the blood of Jesus, I pray that your son's blood will wash us clean and have us to go out into the world, God, and bring more souls to you, Father. We thank you, God, and we love you, and we just pray that today, God, be a day of ministry, of blessing, God, and of your love. It is in Jesus' name that I pray. Amen. All righty, you all. So I'm not going to go ahead and start off with my title. I want us, if you have your word, we're going to be in Philippians chapter 4, verses 4 through 7. And if you don't have it, I'm going to read it. And I'm going to be reading it in the New Living Translation. It says, always be full of joy in the Lord. I say it again, rejoice. Let everyone see that you are considerate in all you do. Let everyone see. Remember, the Lord is coming soon. Don't worry about anything. Instead, pray about everything. Tell God what you need and thank him for all he has done. Then you will experience God's peace, which exceeds anything we can understand. His peace will guard your hearts and minds as you live in Christ Jesus. So the title of my message, as I just came up with it about two minutes ago, <laughs> so I was a little worried, but worry, question mark, try Jesus. Many times we find ourselves in situations where we are constantly worried. We're constantly finding ourselves stressed out, where our focus is all on what is going wrong. But we have to understand some things. The reason that we are so worried sometimes is because we never consult God on his plan. So we start doing things on what we think is right. That's why God tells us, do not lean on your own understanding. In Proverbs 3, verses 5 to 6, it says, seek his will in all of your ways, and he will show you which path to take. But we are just so, like Joseph said, puffed up in our knowledge, puffed up in our pride, that we have access to so many things that we think that we know it all. But when it comes to the test, if God was not with you and you did everything on your own, I can guarantee you, you will fail. I can guarantee you, I would fail if it wasn't for God. And so that's the reason you're so worried. You're so anxious because you think it is all on you. 
So instead of you asking God, God, this is your mission for my life. This is your calling on my life. Leave me. We end up doing things on our own. And you have no peace because you have no God in your decisions. When fear, when doubt, when worry starts to creep into your life, this gives the enemy the foothold in your life and your situation. Because guess what? He understands that if he can get you to start feeling these things internally, you either start acting it out or he can stop you from moving forward. And he understands it's going to be a lot of desperation that follows suit. So if you have a fear, if you have a worry or you're doubting something, you're going to do anything, anything, whether it be good, godly, bad, evil, you're going to do it to remove this feeling. And I want us to look at the fruits of the spirit. You all probably know the fruits of the spirit, but I want to focus on two today. We're going to look at patience and we're going to look at peace. And so when we're no longer guarding our hearts and our minds and we're allowing everything but the word of God in, we have to understand that we're not going to be looking at things from the perspective of God. We're looking at social media and we're looking at the news thinking that we're guarding our hearts like, oh, well, the news said I have to do this. So I, I need to go to the store, get all this food. The news told me to be afraid. The news told me to fear. But you have to understand that God is in control of everything, that no ruler, no king, no country, no person can outrule him. And he knows everything that is going to happen. And so we get these mindsets that resemble what we see. So if you're finding yourself thinking like the world, speaking like the world, you may ask yourself, why am I surrounding myself by this? How am I going to change? I've heard something about like insanity is you doing the same thing over and over thinking you're going to get a different result. If you think that you're going to change your mindset, but you don't change what you're watching, what you're listening to, you're still going to have that fear. You're still going to be worried. You're still going to be anxious. In 1 John 4, verse 18, New Living Translation, it says this. Such love has no fear because perfect love expels all fear. If we are afraid, it is for fear of punishment. And this shows that we have not fully experienced his perfect love. You all know that it says that God is love. He is love. So when he tells us to be obedient to his word, there is a love that is there to protect us, to cover us. So when you follow God and you obey God, there will be no fear in your actions. So you can go out and you make so many decisions on your own. You guess, you think, oh, was this the right? I don't know. But God is like, listen, if you follow in my love, when I tell you to do something in the word, when I tell you to serve your neighbor, when I tell you to take the coat off of you and I tell you to turn the other cheek, this right here is going to protect you. You may think that it is hard and it is hard, but the result will be greater than your pain. And so the enemy wants us like to think, OK, well, humans told me to do something and it didn't always work. So when God told me to do something, mm, should I trust it? I can only trust myself. We have this mindset. The enemy understands if he can get your trust broken, if he can break your trust through humans, especially when we're following God, especially when we're loving our neighbor. Let's say an example. I have to catch myself a lot of times. Let's say we're driving on the road and someone decides to cut in front of me or I let somebody over and they don't say thank you. It's like, hmm. Don't even get mad because I didn't have to let you over, but I let you over this right here. The enemy understands if he can get someone to be rude to us, if he can get someone to cause us to have a bad experience doing good. We won't want to do good anymore. We won't want to follow God anymore. So we have to say, let me not look at humans. 
Let me not focus on what Johnny over here is doing. Let me look at God. Let me see what God has called for me to do, regardless of what Johnny is saying, regardless of what Johnny is doing. What has God told me to do? Because on Judgment Day, you will not be standing in front of Johnny. You will not be standing in front of me, pastor, anybody in this place. You are going to be standing in front of Jesus and God. And Jesus is going to look at you. It says he's going to be able to tell us by our fruits. What fruits do you produce in your life? Are you producing a fearful fruit or are you producing a patient and a loving and a gentle fruit? God told us in Ephesians 5 verse 1, imitate him in everything that we do. Imitate him, not imitate and reciprocate what your neighbor does to you. You imitate him. So whatever you are finding yourself in a situation where like, oh, they scared. Well, shoot, let me be scared. You ever see in scary movies? Well, I don't watch scary movies, but you see little cliche clips of these people who they see someone running. They just start running. They get this fear. They don't even see what's in front of them, but they just get this fear and they run with the crowd. I don't think that's a, a bad thing to do. I think they may be a little smart. <laughs> But they don't even know what's in front of them. And a lot of times we'll get afraid, we'll get fearful, but it's because we're fixing our minds on humans. We're not fixing our minds on what's before us. It tells us in Philippians 4 verses 8 through 9 NLT. And now, dear brothers and sisters, one final thing. Fix your thoughts on what is true and honorable and right and pure and lovely and admirable. Think about things that are excellent and worthy of praise. Keep putting into practice all you learned and received from me, everything you heard from me and saw me doing. Then the God of peace will be with you. That means all the things that we're training our mind to focus on because the news they understand. If there's not something negative to focus on, social media, if there's not something negative to focus on, they're going to find something and create a negative scenario and perspective. So you're going to find yourself having this perspective of, man, I'm always looking at the negative. I'm always looking at the bad things that's going on. But what is the true thing that's going on? What is the truth in this situation? How do you find the truth? Can I have somebody raise their hand? Well, the word of God. <laughs> so my husband over there is going, tell him, babe, tell him what it is. The word of God. Amen. <laughs> the word of God. This is where the truth is. So if you ever are finding yourself where you don't understand what is right and what is wrong, you seek the word of God. And when I tell you this about the word of God, if you don't believe 100% of what it says, you can't believe any of it. Because how in your understanding and your own mind are you going to be able to say this is right and this is wrong? We don't know. We make so many mistakes. So if you can't believe one thing is right, how can you believe all of it is right? So when you seek the word of God, understand that when you seek it and you meditate on it, you're going with an open heart saying, I'm ready to receive God. I'm ready to change my ways. Like Joseph talked about being humble. This is where humbleness comes in. You don't think about what can I get? You think about, hmm, okay, okay, what do I need to start expelling out of my life? And then how can I replace it with the word of God? This is where humbleness comes in. You see the wrong and you change. The devil knows this. If he can fill your mind up with wickedness, with evil, with pornography, with television, with cell phones, with your friends around you, then you will start to think on that more than anything else. If you never open up the word of God and meditate on it, your heart is going to be filled with the things that you pour into it. It also tells us in Luke 6, verse 45, ESV version, the good person out of the good treasure of his heart produces good. 
And the evil person out of his evil treasure produces evil for out of the abundance of the heart, his mouth speaks. So if all you're putting into your eyes, into your ears is evil, you're going to be filling your heart up with all of that. And you're not going to have any room for God to try to come in. If you're letting the darkness outweigh the light, what do you think is going to start showing more? The darkness will start showing more. If all you're looking at is the drama online and that's all you can focus on, that's all you're going to be seeking in life. You're not going to be looking, man, how can I remove myself from this drama? How can I go serve somebody? Because we don't want to talk about, oh, you are always want to be served. How can I go and serve someone with the love of Christ? Because it talks about, it doesn't just say, speak God. It says, show people with your life. That is how people are going to be able to feel God on you. If all you're doing is talking, but you're not walking, how are they going to be able to follow you? They're not going to know where to go. And we're all supposed to be here. Our goal in life, I don't care what job you have. I don't care how much money you have. I don't care what you have in here, which how smart you think you are. Our entire job here on this earth is to bring souls to Christ because we will eventually leave this earth. Jesus will be coming back one day and he won't ask you any of those other questions. He said, if you want to hear, well done, my good and faithful servant, he's going to ask, how well did you serve me? This shows where your heart really lies. If you serve the master of this world, the God of this world, or you serve the one true living God. So we have to be very careful. And if we're finding ourselves in situations where we're not able to make this change, I just want to tell you what the word says. It's very clear. And you don't have to wonder, question. In Psalms 34, verse 14, in the NLT version, it says, turn away from evil. It's so simple. Turn away and do good. Turn away and do good. I want you all to repeat that. Turn away from evil and do good. Let's do it one more time. We're all, we want to want a core. Let's do it one more time. <laughs> Turn away from evil and do good. And then when we're trying to search for peace, when we're worried about things, it tells us in the next sentence, search for peace and work to maintain it. Now, how do you search for peace? You search for a relationship with God because he is the source of peace. We can always get this counterfeit of, oh, well, I finally got this, so I got peace. I finally got this thing, so I'm good. But we can always be on this search for something else when we just miss the source. So it can be any situation, any mode of life. You can be on your deathbed and still have peace. You can be crashing out of a plane and still have peace. These are things that come only from God, not a situation. So we have to search for peace in the word of God. We have to look at the true and honorable things and the pure things of God. That is how we'll have peace. And I want us to end off with this scripture in Philippians 4, verse 11 through 13. It says, not that I was ever in need, for I have learned how to be content with whatever I have. I know how to live on almost nothing or with everything. I have learned the secret of living in every situation, whether it is with a full stomach or empty, with plenty or little, for I can do everything through Christ who gives me strength. I know so many people just focus on that verse 13, that last sentence, where I can do everything through Christ who gives me strength. 
But a lot of times we're trying to do things that Christ ain't asked us to do. So he's not going to put his hand on something that is going against his word. God will not go against his word. So we have to be clear, like, okay, let me reframe my actions to be of Christ. He's going to give you strength to do out his will, which is to love your neighbor. If you're having trouble loving someone at your job, having trouble loving someone in your home, having trouble serving those around you, this is where you ask Christ for strength. This is where you say, God, I can't do this on my own. I can tell you, I can't do it on my own. I have to pray and seek and say, God, show me how to do it. Give me an opportunity to do it. This is the secret of life, the secret of life. For you to not be so worried about everything, be thankful for whatever God has given you. Look for the good things that God has given you and be grateful for them. Make sure you thank God before you start asking him. Thank him for what he's done. If someone decided they always want to just come ask you for something, never thanked you, they never appreciated you, would you want to keep giving to that person? And they keep abusing your money, they keep abusing your time, your energy, your resources that you work hard for that you don't have to give? Do you think that you're going to want to keep giving to this person? No, but God is so good. I thank God he is not like us because we will turn our back, but God will continue to be there for us. He will still stick through every time we turn our back on him. And so as I end off, if there's anyone in here who has been so worried about life, you haven't even been focusing on God. You've been so worried about this and about that that you haven't focused on your salvation. You've been so worried about everything else. You haven't been worried about your salvation, about where you're going to go when you leave this earth. I want to just welcome you down to the altar because this is where we come together as believers and we pray for one another. This is where your humbleness comes in and you say, I want to change. I don't want to be in this same state of mind where I'm always constantly worried. I'm always constantly not feeling set. But if you want to renew your relationship with God, it starts here. It starts with all of us here supporting you because you have the prayers of every single person in here. That is amazing to me. So if you would like the prayers of everyone in here because God it says where two or more are gathered there God is in the midst if you want God to be here in the midst to help support you in this journey come down to the altar and I want you to be bold in your faith be bold before all of us trust me you're not standing before me I'm just up here guiding all of us to him you're not standing here before me there is no judgment here because God is the only judge I can't judge you God is the only judge and I want us to really focus in our hearts right now. This is a moment for us to get reconnected, to find Jesus. And if there's anyone in here who doesn't know who Jesus is, let me give you a 60-second explanation, the best that I can. <laughs> because a lot of times we can hear it, but we don't understand it. In the beginning, we were all sinful creatures. We all went against God. It was a lawless world. He gave us this earth. He said, be fruitful and multiply. You have dominion over everything. But when we went and we ate from that tree, that was the first seed in our hearts. That was lawlessness. So from that point forward, we were in a continuous downward spiral. Every human being fell into this lawless spirit. But God said, no, I don't want us in this place anymore. I don't want it to be where you're separated from it because it says sin stinks in his nostril. It is not a good smell to him. He doesn't like it. So he tries to eradicate whatever sin there is. He said, listen, I don't want you to just be giving me these meaningless sacrifices where you're coming to give me these animals and you're not trying to change. I want your heart to be in it. 
So when Jesus came, he was up there with the Father. He was already here. He was here before the earth was created. He was up there with the Father and saw all of our wicked and evil hearts. He didn't turn on us. He said, you know what? They can't get up here to me, so let me go down to them. Let me come down to you all to show that I love you, that I'm here to to take you back up to the Father with me. But we just have to be willing to give our hearts and repent and say, Lord, I want to change. I want to be new. So if this has been you, Jesus tells us that those who believe, that if you confess with your mouth and you believe in your heart that Jesus is Lord, you will be saved. And I don't want any of us in here to get before Jesus and think that we're so prideful. We think that there's nothing we need to change because I got things I have to change and I work on daily. So we all have to change. But I just want to say a prayer over you all because I love the hearts that you all have. You're up here trying to change and that is something God sees. And don't take it lightly because it's probably the biggest thing you can do in your life. So I just want to say a prayer over you. And if you accept Jesus into your heart, this is a walk after you leave this church. This is a walk outside of all of us. You give Jesus your heart by you being obedient to him. Obedience is loving people. Obedience is turning away from the things that cause pain because sin causes pain to others. That's why God says, I don't want you sinning. It hurts everybody. If you look at every sin that God tells us not to do, it inflicts pain on your neighbor. But love is the opposite of pain. Love is the opposite of all that worry, the suffering that we feel. So I just want us to welcome him back in. And I want to give you all some homework when you even leave this church. Open up your word. Open up the word of God. If you don't understand King James, start reading in a version you do. I recommend NLT. Start reading your word every single day. Wash yourself with it. And you'll start to see slowly over consistency, over time, you'll start to see yourself change. So let us pray. Dear Heavenly Father, I just thank you, Lord, for all of these souls, God, who have come today, God, to learn about you. They have come, God, to repent of their sins. They have come, God, to start a new walk with you. Oh, Lord, I pray that you would cover their hearts, God, as the enemy is going to really try to be after them, God, as they want to get right with you. Lord, I pray that they can't even feel him following them. They can't even feel whenever he tries to touch them. But, God, I pray that you would strengthen them, God, that when the enemy wants to attack, the enemy wants to stop. He wants to distract them, God. I pray that you protect them, God, that you cover them, God, that you show them that there is no other God but you. Lord, I pray that the desire in their heart for you grows so strong that, God, no one could take it away. No situation, no circumstance, no worry, no family member, no nobody, God, can take away the peace that you'll give them as they read your word, God. I pray that you will speak to them so clear in your word. Speak to them, God, throughout the day. Help them to meditate and even as they're worrying, God, I pray that you'll depart your word in them, God, so that they'll have that peace that surpasses all understanding, God. I thank you, Lord, for just everyone in this place. And God, I thank you that they're here to learn about you, Father. I pray, Lord, that today their hearts to be refocused back on you so that when you come back down, God, when you come back to take your people, God, that we will all be with you, Lord. I thank you, God, for giving us the opportunity, God, because it says you're not slow to your promise, God, but you're being patient on those who have yet to commit to you, who have yet to turn their lives to you. So God, thank you for your patience. Thank you that you didn't come before I was even all the way good with you, God. Thank you that you're still waiting, God, for these people to come with their hearts open and ready for you, Lord. So Father, cleanse our hearts, God. Cleanse our minds, God. Anything the enemy has planted
planted in us, God. I rebuke it in the name of Jesus. I rebuke it in the name of Jesus. And Father, I pray that your power, that your love, that there be no fear in them, God. That your love encompass them, God. That they feel your presence and understand, God, that wherever they are in life, they don't have to worry, God. They could have a gun to their head and they don't have to worry because, God, we know that the life that we have after this is far greater than this 70 years we have here on this earth, God. So I thank you, Lord. I thank you, Lord, for all that you're doing in this world, God. And I just thank you for this day, God, that you brought these people here to learn about your word. Father, I pray that you'll protect their families, God. Help them to be the change in their families, God. Help them to be the change amongst their friends. Help them to be bold for you, God. Not ashamed, but bold. Because, God, you said, if you deny me here on earth, I will deny you in front of my Father. So, God, help us to be bold for you. Stand strong in our faith, God, and lead others to Christ, God. Give us the strength to love, God. We love you, Lord. We love you. We love you. We thank you. We thank you, God. And it is in Jesus' name that I pray. Amen. You are listening to BrothersOfTheWord.com. This was the message titled, Worry? Try Jesus, by Jamie Bronner. This message is number 6621. That's 6621 to listen to thousands of free messages or to send this message number 6621 to a friend. Go to BrothersOfTheWord.com. If this message has been a blessing to you and you would like to help support this ministry, go to IWantToGive.com. That's IWantToGive.com. Listen to brothersoftheword.com often because brother you need the word. Brothers of the word.